Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. Recently, my wife and I had to find a new congregation to worship with. While we've not had to do this frequently in the past, we've had to do it a couple times, and I gotta admit, each time we've had to do it, it is somewhat of a daunting task. Finding the right group of people to offer worship to God that is acceptable to God with a hospitable attitude who enjoy having fellowship with each other really sounds simple enough. Simple, yes. Easy, not so much. Now, one could argue we're in the 21st century, and with the way communication has progressed over the years, why not just stay at home? I mean, pop open a podcast, go to an internet streaming service, or even, if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, turn on the TV and attend worship. That's a very interesting question, to which I'm mindful of what the Hebrew writer stated. Having therefore, brethren, boldness for entering into the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus, the new and living way which has dedicated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, sprinkled as to our hearts from a wicked conscience, and washed as to our body with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of the hope unwavering, for he is faithful who has promised. And let us consider one another for provoking to love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the custom is with some, but encouraging one another, and by so much the more as ye see the day drawing near. Hebrews 10, 19-25 Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves. It seems to me the writer is telling us there is a purpose for us to gather, to assemble with others of like minds. Why assemble? What's the significance? I think to answer those questions, we need to go back to the prototype of the church. Open your Bibles with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4, beginning with verse 5. See, I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do thus in the land where you are entering to possess it. So keep and do them, 
For that is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the people who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God whenever we call on him? Or what great nation is there that has statutes and judgments as righteous as this whole law which I am setting before you today? Only give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently, so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen, and they do not depart from your heart all the days of your life. But make them known to your sons and your grandsons. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Oreb, when the Lord said to me, Assemble the people to me that I may let them hear my words, so they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire to the very heart of the heavens, darkness, cloud, and a thick gloom. Then the Lord spoke to you from the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of words, but you saw no form only a voice. So he declared to you his covenant which he commanded you to perform, that is, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. The Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might perform them in the land where you are going over to possess it. The assembly in Deuteronomy is the standard for the church that was to come, or is today. The gathering of God's people called together by and under the word of God. At Horeb, or Sinai, is the pattern for the assembly. God said, assemble the people. The people were assembled at the command of God. They were assembled to hear the word of God. Three times Moses referred back to that day as the day of assembly. Deuteronomy 9 verse 10, chapter 10 verses 4, and chapter 18 verse 16. The Hebrew word for assembly is kahal. The day of that assembly became the prototype for every assembly of the people of God. Israel is defined by the assembly and therefore by the word of God in the assembly. Israel is the kahal or the ecclesia, the church in the wilderness as Stephen called it. Acts chapter 7 verse 38 says, This is he who was in the assembly in the wilderness, with the angel who spoke to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers who received living oracles to give to us. This is not an assembly of random people. And it is not an assembly with rules governed by man. Rather, this assembly had boundaries. We find in Deuteronomy chapter 23, 
particularly in verses 2 through 8, there were rules regarding who could attend the assembly. And Moses makes sure the people understand the rules and boundaries around the assembly were to be guarded. Moses commanded numerous times, you must purge the evil from among you. Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 5, chapter 17 verse 7, chapter 19 verse 19, chapter 11 verses 21 and 24, and chapter 24 verse 7. This assembly of Israel is at the place that God chose. Look with me at Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 10 through 12. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, at the set time of the year of release, at the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel cometh to appear before Jehovah thy God in the place which he will choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their ears. Gather the people together, the men and the women and the children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear, and that they may learn and fear your God, and take heed to do all the words of his law. Notice what Moses told the people. At the place he will choose. Now, I know I grew up thinking that the place that Israel worshipped was always in Jerusalem. But actually, we see from the Bible that is not always the case. For instance, in Jeremiah 7 and 12, it was in Shiloh. God appointed the time of the assembly, the seventh year. He appointed the place, the place of his choosing. And he appointed those who should do that. All of God's people, the men, the women, and the children, and even strangers that were within their gates were to assemble before God and hear the words of his law. Now, this assembly was to be a place of gathering and great joy. The first assembly, the day of assembly at Horeb, as we've seen earlier, brought fear. I mean, there's a mountain on fire, earthquakes are happening, thick cloud and smoke, and then you hear a voice, but you see no form. The voice is of God himself that brought fear and terror to those that were in the assembly. But after that, Moses makes sure that the people of Israel realize the assembly is to be a joyous occasion. There, in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your family shall eat and shall rejoice in everything you have put your hand to, because the Lord your God has blessed you. 
and there rejoice before the Lord your God, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, and the Levites from your towns who have no allotment or inheritance of their own, in the presence of the Lord your God at the place the Lord your God will choose, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, and the Levites from your towns, and you are to rejoice before the Lord your God in everything you put your hand to. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 7, 12, and 18. So we can see that the assembly was the gathering of God's people to hear the word of God, to rejoice, and that place of the assembly was determined by God. It was this gathering of people all focused on our God, approaching his mighty throne to give thanks and learn his ways. Now contrast that with what happened at Babel in Genesis chapter 11. There, there was a scattering of people. God no longer wanted his people scattered, but rather gathered together. So, how does that translate into today? And he that does not gather with me scatters, Matthew 12 and 30. Jesus points out that this scattering is part of the unpardonable sin. Jesus' mission is to gather God's people, the ecclesia, the assembly, the kehal, those who are called out. He goes on to tell Peter in Matthew chapter 16 and 18, Upon this rock I will build my church, ecclesia, assembly, kehal, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Now this gathering will ultimately be accomplished when Jesus returns and turns the kingdom over to God. Until then, we are to meet with local assemblies that are dispersed. Notice I don't say scattered, but dispersed. These assemblies meet on the day of God's choosing, which is Sunday, Acts chapter 20, verse 7. These assemblies meet with all those who were called out in the local area. Just as Israel, these local assemblies must abide by the rules established. The rules that are established for the assemblies today are known as the acts of worship. The first is preaching, which we can find that command in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. This assembly is to sing, Ephesians 5 and 19. They are to pray, Acts chapter 12, verse 5. The assembly is to give an offering or take up a collection, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. 
And this assembly is to partake of the Lord's Supper. Acts chapter 20, verse 7. By assembling, we are taught the Word of God. By assembling, we teach the Word of God. Now you need to tune in to the next show to examine the truth behind those two statements. But in the interim, have you gathered with those that are called out and offered true worship to God? If not, why do you wait? W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.